The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. This is a choice of martyrdom. I'm just going to be a victim rather than trying to actually succeed. I suggest you stay away from these people. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean, filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements. But honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. 
Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workonyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workonyourgame.com slash AT. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is four methods for feeling better about yourself. And I'm not coming from the angle that maybe you expect. So make sure you stay tuned for this one. But before we get into it, I remind everybody I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day and to take you through the day. I call it daily motivation. I send out one every week also. I call that the Monday motivation. You should be receiving both of these texts. All you got to do to get into my text community is text me right now completely free. My number is 305-384-6894. You'll be in my text community. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the only place I do any coaching. If you want to work with me directly, I have a four-part framework based around mindset strategy, systems, and accountability. If you need to step up your discipline, if you need to put some structure and organization around what you're doing, if you know what you want to do, but you have no idea how to go about actually doing it, if you know that mindset is one of the biggest challenges that you have for where you're trying to go and what you're trying to maintain, if you know that know exactly what to do and how to do it and all those things. But you know, you're going to need some accountability in the process and someone who can help keep you accountable and make sure everything stays in line as supposed to be. Work on your game university is the place you need to go is work on your game university.com. You can schedule a time to get on a call with us free of charge. We'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go, what you think might be in your way. Once we're clear on that, if we believe you'd be a good fit for what we're doing, we'll tell you how our program works and what it looks like and all of that. And we'll go from there. Again, work on your game university.com. That link is as everything is down below in the description. All that out the way, let's get into the topic here today, which is four methods for feeling better about yourself. Now, confidence is a very important internal trait. All right, it's the number one most sought after internal trait that most people want, right? In my experience, that's the main thing most people want. They want to be more confident. Most important one then to be confident is discipline. Because confidence is a result of discipline. Confidence comes from discipline. So what we're going to talk about here today is four methods that you could use to boost your self-esteem, i.e. your confidence, and enhance your self-image. Now, some of these are things that you probably should do, and some of them are things that you should be careful of. So I'm just going to tell you the four methods, because there are four methods that people generally use to make themselves feel better about themselves. That's what I'm going to go over. And I'm going to explain what each one of them is, how it works, why people do these. And I'll also I'll tell you my recommendations of whether or not you should do them because just because they will make you feel good doesn't mean they're going to help you do good. Those are two different things. So be careful. Point number one, topic here today, four things people do to feel better about themselves. Number one, accomplishment, achievement, and success. Now, this one is not a trick point. Now, this is what most of you listeners of a show like this one are usually after on a daily basis. You're trying to accomplish things. You want to build up your achievements and you want to become successful. However, you choose to define the term. You go out and work, strive, struggle, put out effort, consume, learn, invest in yourself. 
in many ways in order to do what? Achieve more, have more accomplishments and build up your resume of success. This is a good thing to do. Again, this is not a trick. This is a good thing that you should do. I engage in this one a lot as well. I do this you know, every day, working, striving, you know, investing, getting better, figuring out what's working, what's not working, killing things off, bringing new things up, making changes, remixing stuff. This is what we do every day. This is usually what you're doing when you're at work, at least when you're not scrolling social media and taking cigarette breaks. Right? This is usually what we're doing, right? This is the best, healthiest, and most highly suggested process for feeling better about yourself. So if you want to feel better about yourself, I'm giving it away here in point number one. Do more of this. Go after accomplishment, achievement, and success. All right. This will make you feel good about yourself. It also make other people feel good about you, especially when your success becomes of public note in some way. Public being just the public of your environment. It doesn't have to be the whole world. If you want to improve your self-esteem, you want to feel better just when you look in the mirror. The best way to do it at least amongst the options I'm going to share here today, is through this right here. If you're going to do something to feel better about yourself, this is the best way to do it. Achieve, accomplish, and be successful. That's it. Build up your resume. You know, go do something productive. Help other people achieve success, which is the only way you can get it for yourself anyway, and build up your success in the process. All right? The only way you can build up your own success is by helping other people be successful. Think about it. Think about anything you've done that you would consider to be successful. How'd you do it? You had to do something to help another person. I became a pro athlete. How did I do it? I had to do something on the court that helped a team or at least made a team believe that I could help them, which made them willing to give me a contract and pay for a flight and put me up at home and get some internet in there so I could play basketball for their team. I had to do something for them in order for them to do something for me. These days, when I work as a coach or I write a book or I put out a course, or I go on stage and do a speaking gig. What am I doing? I'm doing something that serves other people. And because I'm serving other people, they're willing to give me the thing that I want, which might be their, might be them writing me a check. It might be putting me on their stage. It might be them putting me in front of their audience, whatever it is. I get what I want. They get what they want. Only way you can build up success is by doing other things for other people. And that's a, a side note for you, all of you to understand. You don't get successes by trying to help yourself, which is why I did that episode a not too long ago where I was talking about the entrepreneurs and how there was some idiot who tried to say that entrepreneurship is only you doing something for yourself. You're not really doing a public service or helping anybody else out because you're, by being an entrepreneur, you're only trying to enrich yourself. As some stupid shit, some socialist driven person has learned and makes no sense because the only way an entrepreneur can make money is by serving clients and customers. You have to be giving something, somebody something that they want. That's the only way they'll give you money. Otherwise, they wouldn't give it to you. So that doesn't make, again, the only way to be a successful entrepreneur is to help a whole bunch of people. There's no other way to do it. I talked about that in episode 2754. So any of you who ever has some fool, whether that be you, a family member, a teacher, or any other idiot you come across, try to say some dumb shit like entrepreneurship is only serving yourself. Listen to episode 2754. I'll give you plenty of ammunition that you have my permission to go and use in a conversation with that idiot and keep the conversation as short as possible because that person probably not someone you should be talking to anyway. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, 
then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is four methods that people use to feel better about themselves. Number two, sacrifice and martyrdom. Again, remember the topic. These are things people do to feel better about themselves. Sacrifice and martyrdom. Now, this is a rather cynical approach to feeling better about yourself, but just because it's cynical doesn't mean people won't use it. And people often choose this route. And I'll give you some examples. This is the route that people take when they consciously choose the victim mentality. People who feel like they are victims of society, victims of other people, choose this sacrifice and martyrdom approach. I just told you a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation with some they thems on X, formerly known as Twitter. And these they thems were making it clear to me that they felt any business that was not paying a certain amount of money that would allow the employee to pay for all of their expenses, no food, clothing, shelter, bills, et cetera. Any job that didn't pay a person enough money for that is wrong. The business is unethical and they are exploiting. This is the words that these they thems were using when they're communicating with me. They're exploiting their employees and they should just close up their business. So clearly the business is not good enough to pay enough money to the staff. This makes no sense on several levels. Number one, a job is worth what is worth. So if you have a job that is only worth, let's say, $10 an hour to keep it simple, but for you to pay all your living expenses, you need to be making $30 an hour. Well, is it the job's fault that your job is worth $10 an hour or is it your fault that you are only worth $10 an hour? That the best you could do is get a $10 an hour job. Maybe you need to step up your skills or apply your trade in a place where you can get $30 for what you're bringing to the table. If nowhere in the marketplace is willing to give you $30, that means you need to change. That means you need to work on your fucking game. It doesn't mean that the industry needs to change to suit you. No, you need to change to suit the industry. Everybody understand this? And this is what I was trying to explain to these they thems. And they clearly were not going to change their minds, but it was still an interesting enough conversation because I know there are a lot of people who think like this. So I still engage in these conversations knowing that I will not actually change anybody's mind. I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm just trying to pull out of them everything that they're thinking and all their arguments, because then I can go make content beating up their bullshit because I know that other people think like this. So I don't want to waste the conversation on just one person. I'd rather have it with you know, thousands of people, but I just need to know what these people think. So when I find someone who's willing to engage with their nonsense, I will keep going in the conversation just to see where they go with it. So that's one reason why it's dumb, because these people had chose sacrifice and martyrdom. This is a form of martyrdom. It's a form of victim mentality. And I told them this. I was having this conversation. I told them this is a loser mentality. You have the mindset of a loser. I didn't say they were personally losers. Was they, they probably are, but I didn't go that far. But they have the mindset of a loser. If you think like losers, it won't be but too long before you are actually a loser, if you are not already there. The mindset of a loser is, well, I'm making $10 an hour, but I need 30. So something's wrong with the industry. The industry needs to change and give me 30. No, what needs to happen is you need to change so that you're worth 30. So that someone giving you 30 is an easy decision and you only have to browbeat them into it. That's what's supposed to happen. That's the work on your game mentality. Most people don't accept that, though. Most people, again, martyrdom. They choose martyrdom. They choose victimhood. For those of you who are not familiar with the term martyrdom, let me give a definition of it so everyone understands. Martyrdom means the death or suffering of a martyr. And that's not a good definition using the word in the definition. But another definition is 
a display of feigned or exaggerating suffering to obtain sympathy or admiration. Let me say a definition again, because that's perfectly encapsulates the point that I just described in that example. A display of feigned or exaggerated suffering to obtain sympathy or admiration. This is the person who says, my lifestyle costs this much, but my job only pays this much. So something's wrong with the job. What they're saying is factually true. The conclusion is wrong. The conclusion is not something's wrong with the job. The conclusion is something's wrong with you. Either you didn't sell yourself well enough to get the money that you need, or you just ain't good enough to get the money that you need. Either way, you are the issue, not the job. Because the job is going to be the job. You quit, somebody else will take your place. What needs to happen is you need to step your skill level up and your delivery up. That's how it's supposed to go. Again, this is a cynical approach to be a martyr, to just show yourself your suffering at the hands of some evil person. And these entrepreneurs and these they thems I was talking to said, well, these entrepreneurs are part of the ruling class and the only thing. And I said to them, well, what about you know, the fact that the only reason a job exists is because an entrepreneur created a business for which they need staff and therefore we have jobs. This is the reason why government gives tax breaks to business owners and investors and they tax employees and small business owners the most because employees and small business owners are not creating jobs for other people, but business owners and investors are creating and supplying jobs to other people. That's the reason why they get the breaks from the government. The government actually agrees. And I even made this point. And they said, well, the only thing that makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is because they have access to resources and they're just exploiting people and they're just part of the ruling class. And I said, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I have people who work for me. Does that make me part of the ruling class? And they said, yes, you're part of the ruling class. So this is news to me, folks. Now, Dre Baldwin is part of the ruling class all of a sudden. I didn't know that I was, but I guess I will take that. It sounds good. Like ruling class. They give me a throne and a scepter and a crown so I can let people know that I'm part of the ruling class because I'm an entrepreneur. But anyway, these martyrs, these victim mentality losers, this is the route that people take when they consciously choose to be victim. This is a choice. Being a victim is a choice, folks. And I'm not talking about a victim in fact. I'm talking about a victim in mind, a victim in spirit, the spirit of a victim. I don't mean you're a victim like if somebody was to break into your car and steal something. You're a victim of theft. I'm not talking about that kind of victim because that could happen to anybody. When I say victim, I'm talking about mindset. You're choosing the mentality of a victim. Someone's doing something wrong to me and I'm just going to bitch and complain about it. That's a mindset of a victim. When I, so when I say victim, that's what I mean. These are the people who tell you that they're unable to achieve above a certain level because they're being exploited, like these losers I was talking to on X, because they're not part of the ruling class, because their jobs are not paying them enough to take care of themselves, or because of their gender, their sexual orientation, their nationality, their religion, their race. These are all things that come to mind when we talk sacrifice and this martyrdom. Again, I'm suffering. Look at me suffering. Look at these bad people doing bad things to me. This is a bitch ass mindset. And there are specific people who have chosen this route, having been unable to continue achieving success. And then instead of trying to fight back and get back to the success that they previously had or that they've been unable to achieve up to this point, they instead decide to take the easy way out, the victim way out. And they frame themselves as a martyr who is being victimized by someone who is more powerful. That's what martyrdom is. And let me say that again, because many of you will have this choice many times in life. Many of you have had this choice many times in life. And you may not even have realized it. And where you end up in life depends on what decision you make when you come to this fork in the road. Here's the fork in the road. You are looking to achieve success. You are looking to be an accomplished, successful, achieving person. Most of us aim for that. All of us, most of us start out that way. And here's what happens. You reach a fork in the road where things are not going as easy as you thought they would go. This is something that I detailed in my book, The Third Day. The decision that separates the pros from the amateurs right here at this point. All right, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. This is not as much of a party as I anticipated it to be. There's some actual work that I got to do here. Everyone reaches this point in anything that you do that is worthwhile. 
everybody reaches this. When you reach this point, you got two choices. And often, by the way, many of us will hit this point many times in life. Some of you hit this point every damn day and you got to make a choice. You could either A, double down on your decision that you're going to be successful and do what it takes to figure that out and become successful to solve the problem in front of you and become successful, which may not be obvious or easy to figure out. It may take you months, weeks, years to figure out how to solve the problem, but you're determined to solve the problem. Those are the people I want to work with. If you're one of those people that I just described, you need to be going to work in your game, university.com, and you need to be working with me. Those are the people I want to work with. Now, there are others who choose a different choice, and everyone has a choice. Here's the other choice you could take. You could decide you're going to be a martyr. Oh, this situation is not working the way I want it to. All right, the industry is not paying me enough money, so I'm going to bitch about the minimum wage. All right, the industry is not paying me enough, so I'm going to bitch about the ruling class and these ruling class entrepreneurs who are exploiting me by having me work for $10 an hour because that's all I'm worth. And when they raise the minimum wage to 30, I have no job because nobody will pay me 30 because I ain't worth but 10. All right, so I'm the victim of the situation. All right, this is a choice. And some of you may be even laughing at this the way that I'm describing it, but there are many people who choose this. And if you won't have to think too hard, they probably think of some people you personally know who have chosen this choice. They're living it out right now while you're listening to me talk. Okay, is it hard for you to picture somebody? I would bet most of you, it ain't hard for you to even picture a person who fits this description perfectly. Probably more people than you thought if you think about it long enough. If I leave a long enough break here, you can probably think about a few because I know a lot of people who, are, who choose choice A. They choose to double down on, I'm going to make this work and the determination and relentlessness and the effort and the persistence and all those things that we talk about, the mental toughness, the discipline, all those things that it takes to make it work. I know a bunch of people who take that route. Actually, I don't work with anybody who doesn't take that route because you would never find your way to me if you're not that type of person. You'd be turned off by me within two minutes of listening to me talk if you weren't that type of person. But everybody I know who's like that, all right, you know a bunch of people. Average person knows about anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people. All right. How many people do you know who are like you? <laughs> you could probably count them on your fingers, right? Okay. So everybody else, you know, they ain't like you and they took another route. You may think it's sad. I'm not asking you if it's sad or happy. I'm asking you, is it true? If I'm wrong, somebody let me know. So what happens is these people who choose choice B frame themselves as some sort of martyr, a victim. They've been victimized by the situation and thus they're unable to achieve success. And, and then here's the key, because remember what today's topic is. I'm on second point, but the topic is things you do to make yourself feel better about yourself. What do you do to make yourself feel better about yourself? These people as victims, they wear this victimhood as a trophy. This makes them feel good. This makes them feel significant, as Tony Robbins likes to say. This need for significance. Listen, people can find significance many different ways. Yes, you can find significance by accomplishing and achieving and striving and being successful, but that's hard to do because you're in a, a race against a whole bunch of other high level individuals and it ain't always easy to win that race. You can win it. That's a hard race to win. It takes a lot of effort. There's another way to do it. Let me not even try to win that race. Let me just mark myself as a victim. You can get a lot of significance by labeling yourself as a victim and showing everybody how much of a victim you are. And guess what? You ain't got to do any work in order to get it. So this is an attempting route to choose. And this is why some people choose this route, because you don't have to do any work, but you get a whole bunch of attention because you're a victim. Are there examples? I'll give you some examples. Remember Colin Kaepernick? Martyr. He chose the martyr route. He chose the victim route. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. He chose the victim route. He was playing in the NFL. He decided for whatever reason you want to believe. We won't even go into the reasons that any of us think because many people have different ideas as to why he did this. He has his own explanation that sounds good, but may not be true or not. We don't know. 
Colin Kaepernick was playing in the NFL. He decided to start taking the knee during the national anthem. He drew a lot of attention for taking this knee. He ends up out of the NFL. His contract was up. Nobody signed him to another contract. That was six or seven years ago, maybe eight years by the time you're hearing this. He hasn't played in the NFL since and probably will never play in the NFL again. And he gained his significance by being the victim of racists or the NFL or the unfair system that decided to not have him in the NFL after he decided to use his First Amendment rights, his free speech rights to take a knee during the national anthem. He martyred himself. And this is the way that he got significance because he probably won't be able to get it through the NFL again. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, he wasn't the best quarterback in history, but he had one of the most 30 prestigious jobs in all of professional sports was being a quarterback of an NFL team. That is the most prestigious job in team sports is being an NFL quarterback. And I played basketball and I still have to admit the most prestigious job you can have in sports is being a quarterback of an NFL football team. There's only 30 jobs and given that it's 30 teams, assuming that there aren't any more teams, that's the most prestigious job you could have. He gave it up. Well, he lost it first and that he was a backup quarterback. But still, even then, if it's three quarterbacks on every roster, that's still less than 100 people have that role. He had it. And he martyred himself and gave that up in order to be this victim of the system because that gave him significance. And for whatever reason, again, there's a lot of things you could say about that. There's a lot of things he said himself about it and others have said on his behalf. He martyred himself. Another example, black folks who have decided that especially black Americans, specifically I want to target here because I live in America. Black Americans who have decided you have been indoctrinated with this idea that the white man or racism or the system or whatever happened 200 years ago is holding you back. It is blocking you from success because of the racist systems and the racist people here in the United States. And that's keeping you from being successful. So anything in which you don't get the success you aim to get, you can always blame that. You always got this victim card that you can always pull out of your back pocket when things don't work out. All right. I consider this complete bullshit. If you can't tell by my tone and the words that I'm using or you haven't heard me talk about it before, because I have in detail and I will again. All right. This is a martyrdom. This is a choice of martyrdom. I'm just going to be a victim rather than trying to actually succeed. I suggest you stay away from these people. Now, if you're already in one of these places, I probably already pissed you off enough that I ain't got to say anymore. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching. The only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com. So let's move on to the next point. Today's topic, once again, is the four things that people can do to feel better about themselves. Number three option, acquiring material things, material acquisition. This is one that is important to be brought up. I made it its own point here because us who live in Western society, this is a big thing. We are consumers. We live in a consumer culture. It's part of our culture to consume. Material things can be something as simple as the accumulation of money. Money itself is a material thing. 
And of course, the things that we can acquire with money. You probably don't need much help in filling in a blank for this one. Most of you can figure it out. Look around in the, whatever space or room you're in right now. You see a whole bunch of material shit that you bought with money, right? And a whole bunch of shit that you do to make money. Some of you are doing it right now. Whatever you do to make money, you're at that place right now and you're doing the thing that's going to make you money or at least what you believe is going to make you money. And you're thinking about the things you're going to get when you get some money, right? <laughs> Even if you don't have it right now, you're like, all right, I'm, as soon as I get some money, I'm going to get this. You're listening to this right after Christmas in the United States. All right. What'd you buy for yourself? What'd you hope somebody else bought for you? All right. What are you going to do with the money that you got right now? You got some of you working places where you got some bonuses, right? Now you got some extra money. What are you going to do with it? You're going to go spend it on something. And I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm just saying this is what we do. This is one of the things that we do to feel better about ourselves is we go buy shit. All right. We are a culture of consumers, clothes, cars, houses, electronics, food, all the things that go above basic needs of food, clothing, and shelter, we spend our money to go get them. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. I am not exempt from this. I buy stuff too. Things that go above planning for our futures and taking care of our families as well. All right, this is above basic necessities. Just stuff we buy just because we can and we want it. This ain't a bad thing necessarily. Again, I'm just pointing out what's true. I want everyone to understand the context of this episode. The process of acquiring material things that makes us feel good. The activity itself is about the activity itself. It feels good to just do it. Just doing it makes us feel even better than actually the thing that we buy. And it makes us feel better about ourselves because we have the ability to partake. All right. How many of you, when you fly, I've heard people say this. I'm on social media. Sometimes I see people say this. Some people fly first class. Like when I fly, most of the time I fly first class. The only time I won't fly first class is if there simply are no first class tickets and I absolutely have to be on that flight. Most of the time I'm not in that situation. That's like an emergency situation or some type of last minute thing. I usually will take a first class flight. I will pay extra for a first class plane ticket. And some people I hear say, well, LOL, why does somebody fly first class? You're going to end up in the same place anyway. What the hell is the difference? And that's a legitimate question. There are legitimate answers to that question. One of them being, you ever see those like videos that go viral on social media and people are doing some crazy shit on the plane, like fighting and somebody's taking their clothes off and somebody's arguing about a seat getting reclined and all of that crazy shit that happens on planes. Notice that never happens in first class. Uh, you never see those videos of people going crazy in first class. They only go crazy in coach. All right. So that's one reason why I like to fire first class. Another reason is I've flown coach before. I'm not a silver spoon baby. I, I'm 41 years of age as of this recording. I flew coach for a long time before I got to the point where flying first class was my norm. It's my norm now, but it wasn't always my norm. And the whole point is I've flown in coach and had seats reclined on my knees. I'm six, four, which is right about the point where it becomes uncomfortable when someone reclines their seat on you. And I've been through that before. I have been on long flights where you ain't really get any food options because in coach, they don't really give you anything. In first class, they always give you food. What's another reason why I first five first class? Because the people who I am able to meet flying first class, I just get to associate with different types of people. It is more comfortable to sit in first class as opposed to sitting in coach. You get treated differently when you fly first class as applied to flying in coach. You have basically a flight attendant who was assigned to basically serve you the entire flight. That is what happens in first class. And because no another reason is that I fly first class. You want to know? Because it fucking feels good to know that I can. That's the reason why I fly first class. <laughs> it feels good to know that I can pay to fly first class as opposed to flying in coach. That's one of the reasons that I do it. I was just in a conversation today with a client of mine who was asking me about making a personal visit to them. They do not live in South Florida and I would need to get on a plane and fly to where they are. And they're going to pay for this, but I was looking it up. 
I was looking at, okay, what would it cost me to fly from here to where they are or the closest airport to where this person is? And when I looked up the flight, I made sure I chose first class. How much is this flight going to cost me? And the flight is about $500 each way. And I told them, okay, this is what the flight's going to cost. This is what it's going to cost you to get a day of my time. And this is, it will come out to money-wise. So we're talking about a, a bigger picture deal here, but they were asking, what if we factor this in, like me visiting them personally into the deal? And I told them, okay, well, this is what it would cost. This is what I would charge you just for that part. And a bigger deal, it would be this month is what your investment would be. And the whole point is I made this a norm for me that I'm looking at a flight. I'm looking at first class. I'm not even thinking about flying the economy. I don't care how much cheaper it is. I like the feeling of knowing that I can afford to pay for it. And I'm bringing all that up to tell you this. Remember what our topic is here today. This is something that makes us feel good. It makes me feel good to know that I can pay for that. And that's one of the reasons why I do it. And some of you who you have the means to afford to pay for things that are of higher level than maybe what you used to be able to pay for or what the average person pays for. That's one of the reasons why you do it, because you know you can. And it feels good to know that you can even while you're doing it and you know you're paying more than you have to. You do it because you like the feeling of doing it. And this is completely fine. And by the way, this is why America is America. This is why capitalism is capitalism. This is why salespeople are salespeople, because there are people like me and you who are willing to pay more because it's part of who we are that we know we can pay more and we like being able to pay more. And damn it, we will keep doing it. This is not a negative thing. This is what it is. Okay, we feel good about the ability to partake. Any of you ever go to a sports game and you know when you're at when you're watching a sports match, like a basketball game specifically, let's use basketball. This is the best example. When a basketball game is on TV, sometimes if I'm watching it, and I don't actually watch basketball games on TV, but if I was looking at one, I'm, I always look. When they're showing the game, the players are, I'm looking at the people who are sitting in the front rows. I want to see who's sitting in the front row of this game in, in Miami or in LA or in Detroit. Do I recognize? I see anybody I recognize. You think the people who sit in the front row sit there just because they want to get a closer look at the game? I mean, that's part of it. But is that the real reason why they sit in the front row? Hell no. You get a good look at the game from the 10th row. You get a pretty good look from the 20th row. I know. I've sat in the 10th row. I've sat in the 20th row. You know why people sit in the front row at games? And I'm talking about the people who actually pay for those tickets. You know why they sit in the front row? Because it feels good to know that they can pay for them. <laughs> That's why they sit in the front row. And guess what? The people who sell front row tickets like selling them because they know why they're selling them. They're not selling them to the people who just want to get a, the best possible look at the game. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. So I need to sit in the front row. I want to make sure I see every detail of the move that LeBron did. That's why I sit in the front row. Bullshit. That's not why you sit in the front row. You sit in the front row because it makes you feel good. For you to know that everybody else in there knows that you can afford to sit in front row. It's not necessarily about other people. It's also about you. You knowing that you can sit in front row and you can pay for those tickets, whatever they cost. And if you want to know what it costs to sit in the front row, look up the closest arena to where you live and look up front row seats and see what they cost. That's why people pay for it. Not because they need to look at the game. You can see the game from home on TV for virtually for free. All right? That ain't why you buy the tickets. And let's be clear. I'm a marketer. I'm a salesperson. I pander to this desire in others in order to sell things. Yes, I am a panderer. And any of you who's a marketer or a salesperson, you're a panderer too. You pander to your audience. In other words, you tell them things that they want to hear along with the things they need to hear in order to get them to do what they already know they want to do. They just need someone to help them do it. That's what a marketer does. That's your job. If you don't do that, you won't sell anything. Any of you marketers or salespeople, if you are unwilling to do what I just said, you will not sell anything to anyone and you, will have, you won't be able to buy shit because you ain't got no money. So you better be doing this. And if you are making sales right now, you're doing this, even if you don't realize that you're doing it. I'm just pointing it out to you. 
we pander to our clientele in order to sell things to them. And we allow other marketers and salespeople to pander to us so that we can buy things from them. This is what we do. We want to be, I want people to sell me stuff. Like, I want you to sell me things. Now, if you got something that I actually want, I want you to sell it to me. I want you to pander to my egotistical desires that make me feel good so I can feel good about buying whatever you're selling, if it happens to be something that I actually want. So especially referring to all of us who are entrepreneurs, none of us is innocent in this process. And when I say innocent, I'm using the term tongue in cheek. It's part of the game. It's not good or bad. It's just what it is. Again, I wouldn't call this one a bad thing, this third point. I was just simply keep a close eye. Keep a close eye on your habits in this area. Similar to how the food pyramid tells you, keep a close eye on how much no processed sugar you take in. I got some processed sugar sitting on my desk right now in the form of some candy. You got to be careful how much of it you take in. So be careful. Even though it feels good to buy stuff, don't just be reckless with spending stuff because your money can run out. You can get in trouble with that. So just be careful with that. But understand that that is part of the game. And especially in Western society, we are buyers and we are spenders. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is four things we do to make ourselves feel good about ourselves. Number four, disapproval of others and blaming your situation on the bad people. This is another thing we do. This is directly connected to and it's the deepest depth of the victim mentality. So I touched on this strongly in point number two. Disapproval of others and blaming your situation on those other bad people. These are the they thems I was talking to on X yesterday who were telling me about how the entrepreneurs who are hiring people for jobs, but the job doesn't pay enough for the employee to pay for all of their expenses, then the entrepreneur is clearly exploiting others and they are low on ethics and they have bad morals and they're just a bad person because they're not paying people enough money. All right, this is the deepest depth of victim mentality. And this makes these people feel good. See, this is the moral high ground position that they're taking. This is called the moral high ground logical fallacy is when you tell someone that they're wrong simply because they don't have the same morals as you. They're just not as good of a person as you. They're not as upstanding as you. That's the only reason they could possibly disagree with you. That's a logical fallacy called the moral high ground. And people use this all the time. If you listen, you'll notice people using this more often now that I pointed out. And you might even notice yourself using it. This is the moral high ground logical fallacy. You're just a bad person. That's the reason why we disagree. Not because your point is better than mine. Not because you see things differently from me. You're just a bad person. That explains all of the disagreement that we're having here. And people use this all the time. Again, start paying attention. You'll start noticing this everywhere. These are the people who have concluded and decided that they cannot and will not achieve simply because something or someone is in their way or holding them back. And thus, they will never be able to achieve past a certain level. They have reached their ceiling in life and they have resigned themselves to a fate that they have decided of their own making, but they assigned it to somebody else. See, this is the key point. See, the deepest depth of victimhood is you have decided that there's a certain level that you can't get past. But instead of owning it and saying, I've decided this for myself. No, you blame it on someone else. See, I can only go this far because of what my parents did to me. I can only go this far because I'm black. I can only go this far because I'm a female. I can only go this far because I'm transsexual. I can only go this far because these people are exploiting me. I can only go this far because uh, these people control the industry and I can't get in. I can only go this far because these people are hating on me. See, that's the victim mentality. Instead of owning it and saying, I can only go this far because this is what I've decided for myself and I don't want to change it. Oh, see, that would be taking ownership. I can help that person. That person I can work with. I can help you figure it out. But the person who's decided that your fate is based on what somebody else did, I can't help you. These are the athlete who back in the day, these are athletes who used to tell me back in my basketball content days, they would tell me that they couldn't make it to play division one college basketball or they couldn't make it to the NBA because 
they were from a small town or a small country or because their parents wouldn't let them go practice basketball often enough to get better. So that's the reason why they didn't make the team at school. When the truth was, they wouldn't make it to those levels simply because they weren't that good at basketball. Instead of owning it, uh, I'm just not that good. That's the reason why I'm not going to make it. No, it's my parents or the coaches or the neighborhood and where I'm from or it's biased against me. Uh, these people have built in excuses. If you catch yourself with these built in excuses, these habitual excuses, these automatic negative thoughts, ants that I described in my book, Work on Your Game, which you can get at workonyourgamebook.com. All right. These are all symptoms of this. This is the deepest depth of the victim mentality. These are people who I see on social media who said, I saw this person on social media the other day. They responded to something that I said, probably in this conversation about exploitative, so to speak, entrepreneurs. All right. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Well, I told you what that was supposed to mean. This person had in their bio, it said, eliminate all billionaires. That's what it said. Eliminate all billionaires. Now, I did not engage them on that point, but it, it made me think, what do they mean by eliminate all billionaires? How are you going to eliminate? You're going to kill the people who are billionaires? Or you mean you just got to take away a certain amount of money so they no longer have a billion? And if so, where does the money go? And who does it go to and why? Now, why would you take away something that someone earned? Or people who say things like eat the rich. Or there's a politician named Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC for short. She wore a dress at, I believe it was this event in New York, and the dress said, tax the rich. And these people are not bots. These are not fake accounts. These are real people. There are people out there who believe that others who have achieved or accomplished at a significantly higher level than them are wrong in some way. They're bad in some way. They're exploitative. That's the only way that they made it. And that's the only way they could have achieved at that level was by doing something wrong or bad. Thus, the person who is making this accusation, they have a built-in mechanism that is blocking them from ever achieving above a certain level. See, this is the moral high ground logical fallacy. See, the only reason this person has a hundred times more wealth than me is because they're just a bad, immoral, exploitative person. And since I'm not that, there's no way I could ever get to that level. You see how this cre- it is a self-perpetuating cycle of thinking. I can't get to this level because the only people who are at that level are bad, exploitative, negative, nasty, bad people. And since I'm a good person, I got to be down here with the poor folks because that's the only thing that poor folks are allowed to be is this because we're being exploited and used by these people up at the top. This is how people consign themselves to a lifetime of being losers. This mentality right here. They are their own worst enemies. See, these are the type of people who are better known again by their common name, which I've already mentioned many times here today. Losers. These are losers. They have chosen to lose and they are executing their plan to perfection. Let's recap today's class. There's four methods humans use to feel better about themselves. Again, you got to be careful with each one of these and how much you use them and why. Number one, accomplishment, achievement, and success. This is the most healthy and best way to do it. This is what most people start out trying to do, but not everyone stays on this path. Number two, sacrifice and martyrdom. This is a cynical approach. It's often chosen by people who have decided to opt out of the game of success. These are people who decided that they are suffering and exaggerate their suffering to make sure everybody sees it so they can make a spectacle of the fact that they're being harmed or abused by the bad people and they get their significance from showing you how badly they were treated by others. Number three, acquiring material things. This is what Western society is built on. We are a society of buyers, spenders, and sellers. We pander to the buyers in order to sell them stuff and we pander to ourselves by buying things and often things that we will buy higher price things just because it makes us feel good to know that we can. Not necessarily a negative thing. I partake in this as I explained to you. But this is what we do. We acquire material things because it makes us feel good. Number four, disapproval of others and blaming your situation on the bad people. This is the deepest depth of victim mentality. I cannot achieve above this level because only bad people achieve that far. And I'm not a bad person. So that's the reason why I'm stuck at this level, because the bad people are holding me back and exploiting me. 
This is loser mentality. If you have this mentality, you need to fix it immediately because you're on a fast track to being a full-fledged loser. And once you get there, it's hard to get out. All that said, text me so you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894 and workonyourgameuniversity.com. Only place to work with me directly. Go to that link, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Schedule time to get on a call with us free of charge. We'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go, how we can possibly help you. We'll tell you how that works. Again, a four-part framework, mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. Work on your game. Dre, all while you are here don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions you can share challenges with me you are messaging me directly you can get a direct response from me because i do read and reply to my messages my number again 305-384-6894 one more time 305-384-6894 make sure you text me because you never know when i'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear the one thing you need to do the one insight you need to get that could change your life Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee? Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it, though. You don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now, and you probably don't even know it, and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning you got to take all these different pills you don't even know what they are you can't remember what's what you don't even know what the ingredients are on these things say goodbye to all of that and try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first order go to drinkag1.com work on your game that's drinkag1.com work on your game check it out and start your journey to a healthier happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com.